ass off if you keeping it real It's so easy to fall victim to fate Dirt the voice cause he know just what to say I'm the hero I come through say today Hats off if you keeping it real so Alright, welcome, welcome to the Hoop Dreamers Podcast This is this is your regular host, Elijah Williams Joined by yet another very special guest This guy is originating from uh, Taralgon, Victoria, Australia uh, had a four-year career at Duke, two of which he was a, a team captain. Um, did a two-year stint over in the National Basketball League back home in Australia and is now entering his first season in the NBA with the Denver Nuggets. Um, this guy is, is is a great player and, and, and an, an even better person. So everybody, please welcome Jack White. Jack. Welcome to the show, my guy. Uh, e, my boy, thanks for having me. I got to give you some props for your pronunciations with uh, Terrellgan and and all that. Um, but no, man, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, bro. And, and and this episode is all about pretty much what what your career has been been centered around. At least you know the past you know college and now as as a professional, it's mm-hmm. all about being a star in your role. You know, for as long as I've known you and, and, and seen you play, you've never been a guy that really needed to be in the spotlight. You know what I'm saying? You never really needed to put up big games, never, never needed to have your name in the headlines, but you've always been somebody that is needed on the floor. And you've always been somebody that's always made a huge impact on your team's ability to win. And I think, you know, that right there is why you are where you are now on an NBA roster, right? So want to wanna know whether or not you agree with what I, with what I just said and uh, if you're ready to dive into it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. Um, I definitely take pride in being a, a high-level role player. Um, you know, like as a, as a junior player, like before I went to college especially, like, you know, like I was sort of the guy on – you know, the majority of, of the teams that I was playing on. So yeah. um, at the same time, like I've, I started playing senior basketball when I was 14, like playing with men. And, you know, like I wasn't the star player, like when I was 14, like yeah. on those teams, like you got to learn how to fit in. And, um, and that helps, like helped me at least, like, I don't know, I guess understand the game from different perspectives. And, you know, when I went back to be playing against guys that were my age, just made the game so much easier. So I think just having those different experiences in roles and um, and seeing how you fit in and being in part of different environments mm-hmm. um, definitely helps you appreciate the importance of that. Um, and, you know, from those levels to now being at the NBA when you've got 15 guys and, um, you know, there's a lot of money being thrown around and, you mm-hmm. know, there's egos. And I think having the understanding of guys' roles and, you know, dropping your ego and having a common goal are things that, are super important to mm-hmm. any successful team or group. And, um, you know, I, I definitely just try and take that mindset, I guess, with me wherever I go. And um, yeah. obviously now, like, to be in the NBA, like, definitely, like, I do need to be a really good role player. Like, mm-hmm. we already got we got MPJ, we, yeah, got yeah, the MVP. we got we got Murray, <laughs> like, we got the stars. But, like, yeah. if I'm going to, you know, for me, like, as a two-way, like, if I'm going to get a contract, the way I'm going to do it is by being a, a great teammate, um, being great at my role, like doing the little things and making those guys and, and their roles easier. Um, 
so yeah definitely just trying to, to focus on that now yeah absolutely and we'll, we'll get into that throughout this episode man and i think what's really interesting about you in general is how no matter where you're playing who you're playing with or on what level your game doesn't really change you know you're originally playing in australia um you know at least especially the past couple of years in the, in the NBL, you kind of had that same role where, you, you know, you're a three and D guy. That's your strength. That's what you stick to. Back when you're in college, same thing, three and D is what you do. Hustle, energy, rebound, same thing that, that got you in the league now. And, and it's probably going to have you on this roster throughout the season. Hopefully um, you're a really good fit for this team. But I mean, you've shown that when you, when you play the right way, you understand your game. You can play with any team in any league around the world. Uh, and before we get into that, I want to put you into want to put you into the shoes of those who, who this platform was created for, and, and hoopers trying to find their way um, and make the most of their journey. Uh, most of these hoopers are kids who are you know trying to trying to figure out you know what their passions are within the game, you know kids trying to decide what college they want to go to anybody along those lines. Uh, like I said, just trying to find their way. So when you were that kid growing up back in Australia, discovering your passion for the game, trying to find out what kind of player you want to be and how far you want to go with it. What were your hoop dreams? Um, well, I mean, like all the dreams, like, like you said it, like start off with one thing and that's, I think having that, that passion originally, like, if you don't love the game and, you know, you don't genuinely enjoy it, then, you know, it shouldn't be for you. You know, you should do something that, that you genuinely enjoy and want to pursue. And, you know, for me, that's what it was from an early age. Like, definitely when I started playing, um, it wasn't the sport I was best at. Like, I was definitely better at, like, Aussie rules football, um, which, you know, obviously you Americans won't know too much about. But, like, yeah, it definitely wasn't, like, it wasn't my best sport. But for me, like, probably when I was, 12 or 13 and I still wasn't that good at that stage um was like around the time I made the decision in my mind that this is something that I wanted to to make a career out of and you know at least see you know how far I could take it um and I think like from that moment on like you know I knew I wanted to go to college I knew I wanted to be an NBA player like obviously I wanted to be an Olympian I wanted to represent my country you know whatever um, competition I could like all those things were you know the the goals like the you know almost like the bucket list sort of yeah. things like at the end of the at the end of my career like what do I want to have done and like those were the things that sort of popped into my head straight away and um, you know I've been fortunate to be able to you know I guess work towards a number of those um, throughout that time but I think you know it's all just because you know, like I've been able to go to, like you say, work. I, I, yeah. But, but it's just, you know, I'm just able to play a game that I love playing every day for a living, which in and, in and itself is, you know, how can I complain Absolutely. about that, right? But, um, you know, I'm doing something I love, like regardless if I'm getting paid for it. Like mm-hmm. if it wasn't my job, like basketball would still definitely be a part of my life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just love the game and it's something I want to be around. It brought me a whole number of things it's allowed me to travel the mm-hmm. world like meet great people so yeah. you know i really just want to try and treat the game the right way back um and yeah as you said you know as a kid having that passion 
um, you know, those goals along the way were things that I wanted to achieve just like any other kid. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, if one of those kids or if anybody were to look at your stats from, you know, the, the NBL from the past couple of seasons and, and in college, they would wonder how you got to where you are now. Right. Oh, yeah. But when you watch the film, that's when you see like, OK, there's this, this guy. He is, it's not in the stat sheets, but it's like I said, it's all over the film. You see the energy, like I said earlier, you, you see the passion and just your your overall just will to win, man. And and you you know, you have great size, athleticism, and this and that. And we 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 all and it's and it's not hard to find out, right? And and it was, was another crazy thing about your career is you know, you ended up playing at Duke at a blue blood, playing with and against a lot of the best talent that the country and even the world had to offer. A lot of those guys that you came in with, it was competing against throughout those four years. They were ranked higher than you, you know, had bigger names coming in and and as they were leaving that level. But a lot of those guys didn't get to do what you accomplished this summer and signing an NBA contract and being on an NBA roster, man, it was really cool seeing you in that in that team poster. By the way, you know, like like their 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 experiences that you've created for yourself simply by being you, buying into what your strengths are, and and knowing that it, it molds into every team league that you're playing for. So, I want to ask you if there was any point specifically in your career where you realized, okay you know, defense, you're a great shooter, you know, stretching the floor, energy, rebounding, that that kind of role is what you wanted to do. This is, the, you know, th this is what you're good at. This is what you're going to stick to. And this is how you're going to mold yourself around anybody that you play with. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, I think like since I was like a late teenager and stuff and, and going into Duke and we sort of got to, you know, carve out a role for yourself if you want to play. Um, I feel like the role that, you know, that stuff, like sort of that three and D sort of prototype, um, it just sort of, I guess, happens naturally. Like, you know, I didn't shoot well at all. Like during college, I didn't even shoot very well, like as a pro so far, like in Melbourne, in the NBL. And mm -hmm. um, like, I've like shot the ball pretty decent at summer league and, and so far, um, like in the G league and stuff that, like that hasn't been proven. I think like, you know, the things like the hustle and the rebounding and the defense and communication and stuff like that, like those sort of, you know, I like to think of it as just like controllable things. Like you just talk and, and play hard. And I think, you know, with, you know, I'm fortunate to have like good physical attributes. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, just from that, like my effort and, you know, the activity that I try to have, you know, those things just sort of, you know, come to fruition, like getting rebounds and, um you know that kind of stuff yeah. um but i think for me like you know I, I really just try and focus on things that i can control coming into the game like that effort and like the effort and communication like two things that you can control and then if i'm doing that like you know i'm sure the shooting will, will be clicking like the other stuff where you're just in the game yeah um but again like you know roles change like you know, I'm 25 and I'm a rookie in the NBA. Like, 
all these things like happen for everyone at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, no matter if there's adversity, like I tear my Achilles last year and, and I'm in the NBA, you know, less than 18 months later, like it's stuff like that where you're just like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, like since I was a young kid, since I was like 12, 13, like knew that this was something that I wanted to do. And, you know, there's always going to be bumps along the road, but ultimately, like if if you want it, bad enough like you know you gotta see if you can find a way to to get it done um but again like you can't be too discouraged with the lows you can't be too up with with the highs and and the achievements you know you need to sort of ride the wave of the roller coaster of you know being a basketball player being a pro athlete like Mm -hmm. life life like life's full of ups and downs like yeah like you you know you can't get too high or too low Um, yeah exactly and like for me like even though i've you know achieve a dream like getting a two-way like i'm not satisfied yeah, like, yeah you just get started you know what i mean like yeah like i think of it as just me getting getting my foot in the door mm-hmm. um like i haven't really achieved like i haven't achieved anything yeah um and like yeah again like it's like that thought like at the end of my career like i want to think back like i want to think about like what would i have wanted to achieve like and like what would i regret mm-hmm. like you know I probably yeah. got like good 10, 12, 15 years, maybe like I'm 25. Like, yeah. If I could play till I'm 40, if my body will let me, like, still, like, I already know it's going to fly by. Yeah, for sure. Like, so, yeah, definitely just trying to make the most of each opportunity each day that I'm able to get to do this while I can. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, speaking of your journey to this point, right, you probably experienced two of the most, I mean, just kind of damaging things that could happen to an athlete, right? One of which everybody pretty much experienced in having your senior year of college cut short due to COVID. And then what within 12 to 18 months, at least within, you know, like a year and a half, you're playing in the NBL back home and you tear your Achilles. Right. Both of those things happen in such a short span of time. Yet within we're in 2022, that started in 2020. You're you're signing an NBA contract, you know, so like like that, that kind of perseverance, perseverance and just pure resilience is something that you don't often see. There are a lot of guys who retire after an Achilles injury and there are a lot of careers that ended due to COVID. So what what always pushed you to keep going i know your passion for the game is there but like even when you came back you came back as the same player you that hustle guy you're the three and d guy like nothing about your game has changed nothing but nothing about your character has changed what always pushed you to, to move forward and could you speak directly to the the audience of hoopers who were enduring those same things an injury things impacted due to COVID or any any other um, external factors like what can you say to them about how you have always carried yourself even through all these lows that you've experienced throughout your career yeah I mean like definitely like the goals that I've set from the start have been you know in the the forefront of my mind for sure yes I've been super fortunate to just be surrounded by great people and especially when I did the Achilles and 
um, you know, shortly after the COVID stuff, um, you know, I was back home in Australia around family, um, was in that time was definitely very fortunate to be able to, you know, have a contract, have a job, be able to play basketball during that time when obviously everything got shut down. Um, and yeah, to do it in, in the NBL close to home was something that I'm definitely thankful for. And, um, you know, when it comes to like the injury and stuff like those were definitely some of the, you know, the, the times where I've been down the most and, and doubtful of whether I was going to be able to come back or, you know, be the same player or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, um, you know, just having the, the, the people around me that I did and, you know, I had a great surgery, I had a great support staff with Melbourne United's medical team and, um, you know, and so many things, so many good people around me. I just felt that support and, and from that, like, knew that I could do it and immediately, you know, you start seeing some progress when, you know, you get through the early stages of rehab and, you know, you start to feel more and more like yourself and, you know, eventually you just sort of, I mean, for me, I just got like addicted to the progress, like that I was able to see myself make, like I'm getting out of a cast and like, I'm looking at my leg and I'm like laughing at my leg because it's so skinny. <laughs> and like, you do like calf raises every day, like toe feet exercises, like every day, like the most yeah. trivial annoying like yeah the stuff you don't want to do but like that's the stuff you got to do to be able to get back and yeah exactly i think once you like really embrace like the grind and like doing things that you don't like to do because i mean like let's face it like everything pretty much that's like good for you is stuff that's like you don't really want to do it like it's against yeah. human nature like we all just want to chill and and whatever like stuff to be easy but like everything that's worth achieving like is never easy it's never just a handout like you got to go after it and get it and there's always going to be stuff in the way because that's just life you know so um like i don't know like really just try to embrace the, the struggle and understanding that you know when you want some like there's going to be those things that, that knock you down or whatever but mm-hmm you know the the old cliche saying like it's not about you know how hard you get hit or whatever it's about how you get back up and keep on going like yeah definitely rings very true um mm-hmm. and like those experiences you have that knock you back like strengthens you for the next time you encounter adversity and um for me like going through those things like i feel like it's definitely prepared me well for you know dealing with not playing a lot when i'm on the roster with the nba team or yeah you know traveling back and forth like it's just like it is what it is like yeah like same thing like i told you like when it comes down to like the role-playing stuff like i'm looking at like what can i control mm-hmm. like like my energy my effort my talk mm-hmm. same thing with this like there's so many things that i can't control like i can't it's not worth it i'll yeah. drive myself insane if i worry yeah. about all the things that i can't control yeah i'm doing anything about it so yeah, exactly, exactly. And and one of, I mean, speaking of getting yourself through points of adversity, another major point of adversity that happened in your career is, I believe it was, it was your junior year when, you know, oh, yeah. you're playing, playing that dude, playing for one of the most hyped college basketball teams of all time, playing with you know, Zion, RJ, and Trey, and all those guys, and you were the role player. I think that's the the point in your career where you really emerged into the national stage and got your first opportunity to really show the importance of your game and, and what you can, can contribute to a team. 
However, during that season, there was a point where, like like we've been saying earlier, you're a three and D guy, very good shooter, very good defender, and, and among other things in between. But at that point in your career, during that season, there was a stretch where you missed 28 three-point attempts in a row, mm. right? But coach still had to put you in because of the energy and the versatility that you still provided, even though your shot was obviously way off, right? And eventually, obviously, your, your, your shot started to come back towards the end of the season. But during that stretch, what was still in you that wanted to continue to go out there, play hard, do everything else, right? And like you said, do everything that's in your control, but you continue to do everything else required to help the team win. And could you speak to what factors were playing in your mind mentally as all those threes weren't falling, but, you know, you gave coach no choice but to continue putting you in the game? Oh, bro, first of all, what a time that was. That was, like, <laughs> ridiculous. Like, still, like, I look back on it now and, it's like, I just laugh at it because it's just, like, like crazy to me. Right? Yeah. But, you know, in, in, in that same breath, like, I still reflect on, like, and, like, can remember, like, how I felt during all that. And, man, mm-hmm. like, it was just not good and I couldn't mm-hmm. do anything. Like, I tried so many things to get out of it. And, man, like, mentally, bro, like, I was messed up. Like, it was it was not an easy time. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, like, like you said it, like, you know, coach was still putting me in the game and stuff and, because it all like sort of snowballed after a game. Like I went over 10 against Syracuse. Oh, yeah. Um, and like we lost. And obviously, like close game. And like obviously, I felt a big burden like, on myself from like, you know, hit a shot or two and we win, you know, like mm-hmm. come on. Um, but yeah, I think like after that, like mentally, like I was just so trying so hard, like too hard. Mm-hmm. putting too much pressure on myself to like hit a shot and be like oh like you just missed 10 in a row like oh short like you gotta make this one yeah. like oh. and like yeah and it was just sort of you know followed that trend for you know however long till I got out of it but but yeah I think like too like when he put me in like again like I knew that there were so many other things to the game than than just hitting shots and um you know try to focus on doing those things but but yeah like when like that shooting stuff and like mentally, like it was definitely taken away from the other things that I knew I could do to help the team. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you don't have confidence as a player and, you know, when you're short or, or whatever it is, just in general, like it's night and day. Like how I played in college to like how I played in the NBL or like, you know, how I'm playing now, like in the G League, like, like you wouldn't think like I'm the same player. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and like I feel different. Like I remember how I felt during that time. Like I just was worried about making a mistake. I was worried about getting dragged. I was worried about missing a shot. Like I was thinking about all the wrong things. And mm-hmm. again, like you said it. Like you look at the the stats and stuff. Like like average like two points and like a few rebounds. And like now I'm the NBA. But like it's because like damn bro, like who I was at college. Like over those four years, like definitely mm-hmm. well, but like man it's like complete 
like 180 degree turn like yeah. mentally from, from how I was. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And like I said, man, you, you, you play with a lot of great players over the years and mm. your game is blended very well with each and every single one of them simply because of your versatility. Right. And even now, uh, I mean, you're, you're a really good fit for this Denver team. Was a really good fit for this NBL for the NBL team you played for, which is why you're where you are now. But I want to speak to you know the talent that you've always played or played with, right? Mm. There's always been influxes of talent coming in each year at Duke, right? Especially during your four years, you played with multiple All Stars, right? And and you knew. As somebody who wasn't coming in, I mean, you're one of the best players coming out of Australia, but you're still a three-star prospect nationally, mm-hmm. right? However, you were coming in with all these five stars, big names, Tatum, Williamson, all these guys, and you knew, you know, the coaches were probably going to recruit over you every single year, right? But, again, you always came out and proved your value, and there are a lot of young hoopers out, out, out there who are trying to decide on what college they want to go to, what high school they want to go to, what AAU team. And they're looking at the roster saying, uh, they already got somebody in my position. They already got somebody in my play style. They already got somebody with my size. I need to go somewhere else. Right. However, mm-hmm. I want you to speak to them on the fact that your most the most versatile part of your game is simply your ability to play hard right and it's something that everybody can do we know you're 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 six six with a 40 inch vertical but if i got out there and played hard you can give yourself a chance you know what i'm saying playing playing hard is just a fundamental piece of what can get you on the floor so could you speak a little bit to you know how you've always proven your value each year and how you've always stuck to who you are, no matter who you're playing with or against, and how, like I said, the most versatile part of your game is simply your desire and ability to play hard. Right. Um, I think first off, in terms of like if you're a young guy and like looking at like colleges or like, you know, there's guys in my position, like, yeah, I mean, you'd hope you weren't the only guy in your position, like where you're going to go. Like you, you want that. There should be competition. Like that's how you're going to get better. Like you don't want to mm-hmm. rock up to practice each day and there's no one there to make you better. You know, mm-hmm. like I think, um, you know, for me, like going to Duke and, you know, both academically and athletically, like I knew I was going to be challenged. Um, like obviously going to a top 10 academic school in the nation mm-hmm. and getting an education for free is a, an unbelievable thing to mm-hmm to take advantage of and you know mum and dad were definitely happy about that one um and then like basketball wise like you know i'm coming in with with jason and you know garden emil and luke Kennard and you know all these guys but um i think my ability to fit in is also made easier by like everyone else that was in those teams like we had an, obviously an influx of talent mm-hmm. each year both leaving and going uh or both leaving and coming in um but like fortunately to these guys credit like they're all really good guys and like bought into the system and you know there was no egos as much as you know it would have been so easy for these guys that you know knew that no they're going to be one and done to you know sort of drift away from from that thing as a focus but 
um, you know, we just had great teams. Like we just had really good yeah. groups, <laughs> yeah. and like you, like and like you know, like you're around it. Like we just had great guys. Like it was just Absolutely. good, good morale. Like great stuff going on, and that's why like it hurt so much. Like when you know the season ended in 2020, yeah. and we're all sitting there like everyone together, and we're like looking around the room. And it's like you know you reflect and you're like the last time this group's ever going to be together yeah right now and it's just like that it's like yeah get on the bus we're going back to durham like but it's just like you know you reflect on it now i'm like like just great people man mm-hmm. um so like that definitely makes everything a lot easier um and yeah like i think we were close because one like naturally just good people but again like when we got out in the court like those summers like you think about the team like uh my junior year when we had zion cam um rj trey jones mm-hmm. um all these guys coming in and we were like super stacked and i was like thought i pretty much got over recruited or whatever but we had like a crazy summer like where everyone was just going and everyone everyone was making each other better mm-hmm. and it made everyone so close because of it like that was probably like the tightest group we had any of the years i thought yeah um but again, like super tough to compare because like every group was really good. so different. <laughs> um, but like in that example, like, and that, that was when I played the most, I got the most out of myself when I was like, found myself challenged the most by having like three wings, like some guys my size or whatever mm-hmm. come in, recruited over me. And like, that's when like I become captain of the team and play the most. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, it's just like funny how, how that happens, you know, but. And then I guess having that in my head and that experience, I'm like, I know. And it, it was the same way when I went to the Institute of Sport before going to Duke and had the same experience there. Like I came in, like I was like the bottom guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I left, like I'd taken so many steps like in my game and because yeah. of that and because of who I was able to learn off and, mm-hmm. you know, in a way like model how to be like a leader at that certain place. Mm-hmm. like i felt like i made the the place better as well and like sure. i'm like look i'm gonna come into duke i'm gonna be you know at the bottom or whatever freshman international guy all these things are going to work out but like when i leave like you know i want to leave it a better place than what i found it and obviously it'd be a pretty minimal impact because it's such a great institution and mm-hmm. um you know sort of you know everyone's everyone respects through basketball but you know definitely look back on those experiences fondly and the people I was able to meet and the relationships and, and everything like that. Like, you know, the brotherhood stuff, like it's definitely real. Like you see guys that went to Duke and, you know, now that I'm living back in the U S and, you know, I'm seeing guys more like it's, it's, it's real. Like it's a cool thing. Went off topic a little bit there. (laughs) I remember the question, but no, no worries at all. No worries at all. Uh, Yeah, man. I, I, I think, as far as you having that mindset of wanting to come into places and, and leave it leave it a better place, I think you you, you just always set an example, man, and somebody that, like I said, stuck to themselves, didn't need to go after the, the same things as others unless it's a win. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The, the stats, the, the points, the rebounds, all that stuff will come, but the least that you're always going to do is, is, is play hard, and, and that's something that, your teammates have always recognized the coaches and scouts at the highest levels have, have always recognized. And like I said, bro, all that 
everything that you've gone through throughout your journey and, and your perseverance throughout everything has led you to where you are now. And it's just a new beginning for you. <laughs> you know, like th this is this is just a, a new part of the journey. You're playing with the MVP and Jokic, and, and you're um, you're a great fit for this team, of course, like you've been for every team. And and like I said, my my, my Lakers are gonna probably gonna need you soon. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, we can we can start wrapping it up with that. Congratulations again on, on your new contract with the Nuggets. I know you you spending some time with the with the Grand Rapids right now in the G League. I know you're going to dominate down there, get yourself warmed up, acclimated in, in the league. Really looking forward to to seeing where you go from here. And can't thank you enough for, for all the, the valuable wisdom and advice that you shared throughout this episode, man. Keep keep being an example for others um, and to keep continue to inspire others to play hard. Right? And like, yeah. like that, that, that's, that's the core of, of winning. That's the core of getting yourself onto the floor. That's the core of making a team. And you've been, a, you've been an example of how that can be the ultimate propeller to getting you to the highest level of the game, man. So definitely appreciate you hopping on and you have any final words? No, nah, bro. I, I mean, a little bit. Appreciate you for having me on first and foremost. Um, good to see you're doing well. And, you know, I'm really giving back to a lot of people. Like I really think that people can, hopefully find a lot of value from, you know, the different guests that you've had on the podcast and, and the topics that you've covered. So I appreciate you for having me be able to be a part of that and hopefully, you know, give something back to, to the community the, and the audience that listens to this. But yeah, um, I think like the most important thing, yeah, is like, you know, showing up and, and, and doing everything with great energy and, and effort um, and like with a good attitude. And, and with that, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you'll be rewarded. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, just doing the things that you can control, I think is, is the best place to start. Like, and you really identify those things and you identify the things that you can't control. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you know, devote your energy to the things that you can control. And, you know, hopefully, you know, that, that just points you in the right direction naturally. Mm -hmm. um, but again, like everyone's path is different. There's going to be adversity along the way. It's, it's it's tough to you know I guess have a I don't know a vision of how things you know are going to go, mm -hmm. um, but you know just as long as you turn up, stay present in the moment, take care of the things that you control, build together good days, and eventually those good days will become good months, good years, and, and good sure. things will keep happening. Um, but yeah, the little things add up, and yeah, focus on those. Absolutely, bro. Little things add up. You always focus on those things and. That's what's got, like I said, bro, everything that you've done, everything that you're about, your character, your drive, everything has led you to where you are now. And like I said, man, just another step along your journey. We're, we're excited to watch it. I'll definitely be tuning in to a lot of games this year, bro. Really happy to see where you are and excited to see where you're going. Um, thank you again for all, all everything that you shared. There are a lot of, a lot of lives that can be, that can be changed from the words that, that you shared today. So, um, again, thank you. Definitely appreciate you hopping on, and hopefully, we can get you on at another point. <laughs> yes, sir. No, I love sure. that. All right, my guy. Have a good one. I right, appreciate you. After this drop, then it's only the label. You see the crosses surrounding the table, but never crosses. We feel we are fatal. Go do a salad without a potato. I took the logic and built out a payroll.